Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Good day, everyone, and welcome to our April 19th uh, webinar. We are so excited to have you here with us today, and we are going to be sharing about our emotions and emotional responses and emotional support, and there is a lot to talk about on that subject. So uh, I have a lot prepared, but I'm really interested to see where the conversation is going to go because it is such an interesting topic and I think we all have so much to contribute and to add value in conversation. So feel free to jump in uh, whenever you like, unless I'm doing a meditation. Um, otherwise, feel free to jump in and share uh, because that's what this is really all about. And, you know, the group coaching is learning from each other and um, sharing. So again, thank you for joining me. And I am going to start with uh, an opening meditation. And um, for those of you who um, are going to have some background noise, I would just ask that you mute your microphone if you're going to have background noise, but it looks like everybody's done that anyways. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So um, you can just take a moment and take a nice deep breath and maybe close your eyes if you like. I'm going to repeat the same message over a couple of times and then go into a short meditation. Spirit am I, free of all limits, safe and healed and whole. Spirit am I, free to forgive and free to save the world. Spirit am I. Spirit am I, free of all limits, safe and healed and whole. Spirit am I, free to forgive and free to save the world. Spirit am I. Spirit am I, free of all limits, safe and healed and whole. Spirit am I, free to forgive and free to save the world. In spirit, we are free, completely whole and loving. The center is always there, whether we are aware of it or not. But in our human form, the years of negative messages and not loving ourselves has hidden that place of perfection. As we uncover the old beliefs and transform them, the light of spirit shines within us more and more brightly. In this moment, feel that place of spirit within, totally loving and free of all limits. Just feel that place of spirit, totally loving, 
free of all limits. And so it is. When you're ready, you're welcome to just take another deep breath or two and open your eyes and return your attention back to this webinar this morning. It feels good to connect, doesn't it, to who we really are. Who we are. And, you know, one thing that I really wanted to focus on today was emotions. And a lot of times we describe ourselves through emotion. And, you know, we will get into that habit of fine, I'm fine, or I'm okay, or I'm good, right? And just not actually feeling what we're feeling and really going there. So I want to offer you some tools today on helping you to recognize what some of the different emotions are, how to label them, some of the ones that you want to transform, how to step that up a little bit. We are going to be going through uh, Esther and Abraham Hicks emotional guidance scale and running through those emotions, which I find very helpful. And I think you will too. So I just wanted to mention about emotions that a lot of times our emotions are a result of our beliefs. So we have an event, right? So say it's, um, say it's something really happy, you know? Maybe you have um, a family get-together and you're really excited about it. And so you've really set yourself up for that family event with your emotions ahead of time anticipating, knowing that it's going to be a wonderful celebration, knowing that it's going to be a loving environment. And so you go in in that emotional mindset, right? Then we can take the exact same thing and we can have a family event coming up. Maybe we're dreading it and we're like, oh, I have to do this like three times a year and it kills me, right? And we are like, I'm sure that, you know, Uncle Bill's going to be drinking and mom's going to be nagging and grandma's going to ask when I'm getting married, you know, and all of these things. And we just set ourselves up for this negative experience beforehand. So again, the emotion is driving the behavior. Does that make sense to everyone? Yes. Okay. So that was my motivation to really talk about emotions in our life today, because what the emotions do is cause us to repeat the patterns. So using the example that I just gave, um, you know, probably 20 years from now, um, if you're excited about, for example, family gatherings, you're still going to have that. Or if you're dreading it, you're still going to do that 20 years from now, if you don't recognize the pattern in your life. Right. So um, for some of us, like like for myself, uh, both my parents have passed away now. So family gatherings are different. So I could go into it with that feeling of, oh, God, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same. And, and, you know, I'm going to be sad. Um, But I've chosen to make a shift and I've chosen to decide that my family gatherings are going to be times when we remember mom and dad and we laugh and we, um, you know, we talk about the, the, the ways that they used to say things and, and um, you, know, how, you know, how parents do. They'll talk really good about one child to the other child and so on, right? So I set it up so that I'm going to be feeling good when I go in and have therefore changed that pattern in my life. 
And does anybody else have anything coming to mind of how they have changed um, their emotions around something that then changed their behavior around it? It's hard to come up with something on the spot. And I know I was putting you on the spot a little bit there. So um, I, I oh, sorry, I was just reading Annette's note there. So thank you uh, for listening to my story on that. And we are going to talk a little bit about separating those thoughts because the thought then drives the emotion, which drives the behavior, right? So we're going to talk about changing those thoughts, which is always such a beautiful place to be, especially within the Louise Hay work that we do uh, with Heal Your Life. It, a lot of it is about changing our thoughts and using affirmations and visualizations and meditations and so on to do so. But before we do that, we have to be able to identify what that thought is. So when we come to separating thoughts from emotions, um, you know, we talked about how we can get stuck in story. Then another thing that we do is catastrophize it catastrophizing. So you know what I'm talking about here, right? Where it's like, I have to give a speech, you know, oh God, everybody's going to be staring at me. Um, I'm probably going to be sweating and nervous. And what if I like, what if I can't get the PowerPoint to work? They're all going to hate me. I'm probably going to lose my job. You know, we just like create this entire catastrophe, right? Through our thoughts. Then we have an emotional response. So we're nervous and we're stressed, you know, when it comes time for the event, leading up to the event and all of those types of things. Then there's the mind reading component, right? Where with our thoughts, we're, we're reading other people's minds and we're thinking that they're reading ours. So, uh, you know, for example, you meet a friend uh, in the store and she just says hi and keeps walking, right? And you immediately go to... Oh my God, she hates me. I wonder what I did. I must have done something wrong. You know, maybe it was that time that I took two hours to return her text. You know, and we just like, we mind read for other people and make up these stories. Uh, you know, when in fact, you know, for all we know, she could have had an earbud in, been on the phone, uh, just, you know, really needed to be in her own isolation that day, been in a hurry, and it not been about you at all. Has anybody ever done that? <laughs> I know I have. Um, and then there's the fortune telling, right? Where we decide how the story is going to end. And, you know, we're really um, just creating a scenario that is only in our imagination. Um, so similar to catastrophizing, but just more on that mindset, right? And the all or nothing thinking. And uh, I know this is something that I've really had to work on is mastering that or, or learning, I'm still learning, I'm not going to say mastering the all or nothing thinking. So, you know, I'm either all in or I'm all out and just really learning that, you know, sometimes I'm expecting too much of myself and trying to find a more balanced perspective of looking at things. Uh, there's jumping to conclusions. There's overgeneralizing, um, inappropriate blaming, discounting the positives. And this is something that I wanted to expand on a little bit as well. Um, how many times have, you know, either it's happened to you or you've noticed it in someone else, you know, you may say, you know, oh, um, I really 
I really like the dress you're wearing. And they'd be like, oh, it's fitting kind of tight. I don't really uh, uh, feel good in it. Or I had it five years ago, or it's a hand-me-down or, you know, whatever, just not just accepting that positivity, right? You know, or sometimes around weight loss, somebody's like, hey, you know, you're looking really great, really in fit, really fit. You know, have you lost weight? Yeah, I've lost 10 pounds, but I still need to lose 40. You know, just not embracing that positivity. So um, another is those using those shoulds. And we talk about that a lot in, in Heal Your Life and Louise Hay work is that should word, right? So should is, you know, placing blame or guilt, you know, either you um, are wrong, you were wrong, you're going to be wrong, you know, so there's the should that we put on ourselves. And then there's the should that we put on people, you know, people should, people should do this, people should do that. And so just becoming aware of that thinking, because it does cause an emotional and behavioral response with it as well. So, but in order to really recognize the emotions, I think we have to have a really good vocabulary on emotions. And I'm really excited to share something with you here. I'm going to go on to share screen and you can find this and download this really easily. You go to thework.com, but I'm just going to share it with you now. So thework.com is the work of Byron Katie and um, she... Just one second here. I need to try and move this. There we go. And she, um, her work is is all on you know the emotions and changing your emotions and patterns around it. And so, for example, uh, she'll say when something comes up and you have this emotional response, is it true? Are you absolutely certain that it's true? And then, how do you react, or what happens when you believe that thought? So this is a really um, beautiful and extensive list of uh, emotions. And I use this a lot in my coaching practice. And, you know, for those of you who are coaches, this is a great tool for you. For those of you who are doing your own personal growth work, this is a great tool for you as well. So she has a lot of downloads on there uh, right under the uh, home button. So go ahead and, you know, do those free downloads. So how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Uh, does anybody want to participate on and and we can work through a scenario on this? Just to let you know, you'll have to speak because I can't uh, see all of you right now on my screen. Yeah, I can do that, Victoria. Sarah. Okay, <laughs> great. So if you could think of um, something that, that maybe has happened recently that has brought up one of these emotions in you. Um, you know, angry, depressed, confused, helpless, indifferent, afraid, hurt, sad, judgment. Uh, I think I can say confused and judgment. Okay. And so then if you go down uh, the list a little bit, all right, can you narrow it down a little bit more? Uh, under confused, I can say doubt, uh, unsure, Tense. I really feel that in my uh, gut. Yes. And um, but at the same time, it says dishonesty, 
uh, I because I'm consciously working on this confusion, so I keep reminding myself that be um, be honest, be honest. Um, know that you trust. You know that you believe in the way that you have entered already. So um, I keep reminding myself about that. Mm. Good, good. Anything else coming up? And about judgmental, um, obsessive. Some sometimes really serious. I become really serious about life. Yeah. Different times. Mm, I think. Yeah. Sometimes I'm unfair about myself. I forget my achievements during time. And uh, I think this makes me judgmental about my uh, now and my future. When I keep reminding my, myself of the achievements I have, it becomes less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Good, good. So thank you for sharing that. I'm going to get you to work with me onto this next step here too. Sure. So who would I be without that thought? And to, to everyone else on the call and anyone who's listening, I really encourage you to go to the website and uh, thework.com and print this out um, because you can use this in so many situations and it'll really help you. It's just so um, such a good tool. So who would you be without the thought? So, so, so Sarah, whatever scenario that you're speaking of right now that um, I, I get the feeling that maybe it's some self-judgment and some self-doubt. Yes. yes? Okay, so who would you be without the thought? I would say loving, happy, interested, positive. Most of them are included in there. Peaceful, strong, yeah, yeah relaxed. Actually, I'm usually open, so I have this feeling all the time. Uh, but when uh, I become unfair about myself or I judge myself so much, I think this openness uh level comes down so I can say all of them okay and as you read through those words and to everyone else on the call as well like I'm just going to pick random words um listening present caring allowing ecstatic satisfied inquisitive curious thrilled spirited wonderful keen earnest encouraged surprised bright blessed assured energized Sane, complete, mature, solid, confident, rested, waiting, laughing, graceful, natural. Just reading those words changes the emotion, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Right? Changing the thought, changing the emotion. And, you know, some of the things we have to work through repeatedly and on a much deeper level and dig deeper, but sometimes just choosing a higher vibration thought is what take, will bring us out and bring us back into that confident place where we are more assured. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be able to identify the emotions. And she's done a great job here of listing, um, you know, some the, the the emotions, positive and negative. Uh, you know, how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Who would you be without the thought? And then the other piece that I wanted to share, um, and before I do that, I'm going to go back 
uh, to look to see you all. The other piece that I wanted to share is just to do um, a little bit of self-exploration. And so if we can just take a minute right now and think about how do I feel right now? And sometimes our tendency is to go immediately towards the physical, right? Um, you know, oh, my back's a little sore or I'm a little tired. Um, sometimes it's I'm a little hungry, um, no energy, you know, but just touching base with yourself. How do you feel right now? Just trying to put, you know, an emotion on that. How do you feel right now? So then I want to go to the emotional guidance scale. Can you kind of find yourself what you were feeling right now on this scale? So what I want to encourage you to do is to reach for the next highest. So, you know, maybe if you came in at 14 um, at worry, if you could just maybe transform that one step higher into um, a feeling of doubt, right? Just one step, right? And, you know, some of the ways that, that, we, can, that we can move up a level in, in, in the emotional guidance scale is just, you know, by using the power of our mind, just by deciding um, that we're going to you know, reach higher and higher. But there's also some tools that I have that I want to share with you. And one of them is, you know, to kind of have a plan for when you're feeling down or when some of these feelings come up, you know, how are you going to deal with them? Also knowing like what we talked about last week about having, you know, a daily practice. A daily practice will always raise that vibration in the emotional guidance scale. Um, maintaining a gratitude journal. And, you know, it's just such a simple thing to do. And I think we try and make things complicated sometimes. <laughs> and so, you know, a gratitude journal can simply be, you know, a, a 39 cent scribbler from the dollar store where you keep in point form things that you're grateful for. Um, or it can be the most deluxe and beautiful journal and you can write long paragraphs. It's whatever you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be hard and, you know, or difficult. It can be the easiest little thing. It can be post-it notes on your fridge, right? It can just be whatever you want it to be. Um, can, and, uh, Victoria, I can, if you want some feedback, I can yes, share please. the process I went through this morning already. Okay, I would love uh, that. Okay. I, I woke up and... Uh, I have a couple big things going on in my life um, that I'm healing through. And uh, one felt very, very heavy, you know, just so heavy and um, a lot of worry and hopelessness, like a lot of negativity. And, uh, and my body's inflamed because like my body's carrying this, right? So before I came to the call, I'm like, okay, first, so I meditated 
and I did some prayer and then I tapped. I went and found my tap. I did I tapped for 15 minutes before I got on the call. My body calmed down. And um and I've included, you know, there's some big things that are out of my out of my control, like you know, surrendering to to my higher power, right? So I've included those in my affirmations. And one I have is uh, I am okay with people not knowing my side of the story. I approve of myself. Oh, that's powerful. You know, so I've just really, really been committed to, to approving of myself. And if somebody wants to know about my story, they can ask me. But I've, you know, like just, just letting things be. So that was all on me. So this morning, and then I thought, you know, if you if you if I look at all the teachings of the beginning given and everything I've done, it's like, what's happening right in this moment? Nothing. I'm safe. I am well. I am connected to these tools I've learned and can use. I I forced myself to come on this call. I could have not come, but I chose to come. You know, so when the canoe is coming by with the help. You can jump in. Yes, you thank know, you. So all that happened for me this morning. And and even I could have not shared, but I chose to share in this moment. Like I keep choosing to, to stay with the light and let the outcome go, you know. So I feel really good in this moment. You know, and but that, it took all that work to get here, but that's okay. I, you know, it is what it is. You know, and, and I honor you for everything that you do in that. And thank you so much for sharing that story and also for sharing uh, when the canoe is coming by with help, get in the canoe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and stay with the light. And that is something that, you know, Esther Hicks and Abraham talk about as well is, uh, you know, that, that we, we want to go through life in, in the canoe downstream just you know floating on by enjoying enjoying life but so often we choose to paddle upstream mm-hmm. and it's exhausting and it, it it just you know it brings about so much for us in terms of our emotions and and struggle you know and struggle is something that we really want to drop and hang on to of course you know the joy Mm-hmm. That was, so, so I moved from you know my numbers. I was at I was at like sixteen, mm-hmm. and I am sitting in five and six now. Excellent. You know, so that's a transformation. And I'm, choosing to, I'm choosing happiness today. Yes, I'm like I can even if I have to remind myself like a hundred times or whatever today. I'm choosing. I'm yes. choosing it. And that's exactly it. It is always a choice. And I think that's an amazing example too of how you, you know, you jumped up whatever 10 or whatever points it was, 15 points uh, on this emotional guidance scale within a period of say two hours Mm -hmm. because you chose to do the work, Mm -hmm. right? And um, getting through these things and, and raising ourselves up into a higher vibration is just as simple as honoring ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Just taking that time to honor ourselves. And, you know, sometimes even something as simple as treating ourselves, you know, whether it's uh, some time alone or um, a bath or a walk or, you know, a, a favorite food that makes you feel good, 
whatever those things are, you know, just having those really positive habits that Annette has already cultivated and has in her toolbox. You know, I think that's a really good thing to think about today is what tools are in my toolbox, Mm -hmm. right? So that you can draw upon them in those moments of discouragement. I encourage you also to raise your vibration by finding the fun in things, right? I think we often, I know I do this, take myself too seriously. And uh, I'm, I'm letting that go. I'm, that's something that I'm, I'm working on. And learning to find the fun, learning to find the laughter and the joy in situations. And, and just knowing that life is full of surprises for me and how I choose to see them is up to me. And another thing that you can do to raise your vibration is being of service to other people. Don't you find that, that when you have helped someone, that you just automatically feel better? Right? It really helps that way. And this next one here, you might laugh at a little bit, but it really, really works. And it is just changing your physiology, like where you... Um, you know, you can adapt like a Wonder Woman pose or Superman or, you know, your favorite superhero pose, like just stand up and get in that pose. I find sometimes just like standing up and raising my hands above my head uh, or opening my arms up really wide, just those types of things will actually help me to change the thought, to change the emotion, to change the behavior. Um, and of course, visualizing your best feeling self is always something that's really fun to do. You know, just just going there to that joy, knowledge, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation, and visualizing yourself in that place. Uh, it feels good. It feels good. Um, I would love to hear if any of you have been using the emotional guidance scale um, through Abraham Hicks and, and uh, what your experiences have been. Anyone? Yes, please, Sarah. Um, I've uh, checked that list and I found myself in two or one. Mm-hmm. And I really feel good with that because I put a lot of effort to reach that level. And during these days, uh, especially because uh, I'm doing my tests and it's going to finish and I'm going to have a new path in front of me. So I have uh, some uh, nervousness. And what made me uh, stay on focus and be the Sarah that I always uh, think about, uh, I usually do the mirror work that Louis says, and it really helps me because when I, uh, I'm into my head, the obsessive thoughts come up and uh, it's like my ego is getting more powerful and it is... Um, leading me so i go in front of the mirror start uh, talking and it's like my inner child is talking to me and i'm putting that ego away and it's like the ego is standing listening and now it's the turn for the uh i i call i call her uh, small sarah because it's in her she's inside me so she starts talking and she talks about all the beliefs that she has about the future. So when I do that, I feel calm and I feel um, the trust. And it's like I'm living that life that 
I want it now in the present moment. And um, there is no doubt anymore. And uh, when I go into the real life that others are, it starts, the ego starts getting more powerful again. And I need to balance that. I need to tell that ego to listen to that inner voice and just calm down. I don't want you anymore to talk with a yes. high volume to me. Yes. So yeah. using the mirror work, you know, is a really great way for raising your emotions and also being aware of what they are. I think that, you know, there's a lot of times in society where we will fall into this false positivity and think I should always be happy. I should always be joyful. And um, so, you know, by doing that mirror work, you're allowing yourself to really connect with what your true feelings are as well, and then working through them, which I really appreciate. Anyone else have anything they want to share on that subject? I'd love to hear more. I don't really uh, uh, memorize everything there, which you're talking about, uh, Victoria, but I do use, I go neutral, like I've learned with Abraham Hicks to you know, if I, if there's a lot of negativity coming up or, you know, things are happening, I've learned to go neutral. Yeah. Like just recognize it and, and feel it and, um, but not, not go with it, you know, and then I just go neutral and I really take care of myself. So is that- that's a great tool. And that's something also that, you know, they teach in the Course of Miracles is that we are the one who labels things as good and bad you know, positive and negative, and we put the meaning behind when something happens. So by going neutral and knowing, you know, that all things are neutral, then, you know, we can, we can detach a little bit and stay within ourselves and stay within spirit. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Anyone else want to share? Okay, so I just want to show you that I have um, printed um, from, I just downloaded it as a graphic from uh, Google, right? Just the emotional guidance scale. And so you can print it off and then you always have it, throw it in your purse, wherever it might be, just always reaching for that higher emotion, right? Acknowledging where you're at, reaching that higher for that higher emotion or like a net pointed, you know, even before you go there, going neutral. And uh, I saw your comment, Michelle. Uh, I like neutral. Neutral is good. (laughs) Okay, so there's also little uh, one-minute transformers that we call them that we can use to reach for a higher emotion when we're looking for support. And uh, again, remembering all the things that you're grateful for, just like literally taking one minute to do that. Practicing conscious deep breathing, uh, scanning your body for tension, and breathing and releasing it. Um, Like Sarah said, going to the mirror saying, I love you. Acknowledging your emotions and feelings, you know, about whatever it happens to be. Forgiving yourself or someone else. Telling someone that you appreciate them. Just, just sharing that with other people, I find, really lifts the person up. Writing down a creative idea. Finding something that you think is beautiful. Uh, you know, whether it be um, a flower in your house or a, a, a pattern on a plate 
whatever it is, just appreciating that beauty. And then really dropping down like we did at the beginning of this call and really feeling that presence of spirit in your life. What do you find is the most prevalent emotion showing up in your life, uh, you know, right now over the last few weeks? For me, it's judgment and criticism. And so would that be uh, judgment of yourself, of other people? Um, it, well, it, it appears to be of others. And then if I go deeper, it's of myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so, and I, yes, please. I just keep reminding myself that there's no right or wrong. There's just a whole lot of different going on. Yes. Yeah, and it is a, a unique time. And I know there is uh, a lot of judgment and criticism happening in society, period. It's an easier place to go, right? It's an easier place to go to, you know, for example, judge our politicians or our neighbors or the 50 people lined up at home hardware, <laughs> you know, yeah. then it is to, um, to, to really take ourselves into that loving space and just uh-huh. know that we are always safe and divinely guided and out of the situation only good will come, that we're always protected. And so, you know, just doing what you're doing right now, recognizing where you're at, that's how you shift the behavior. And like we shared in that, in that um, screen share earlier, you know, who would I be without this thought? So if you're in a place of self-judgment, who would I be without this thought? And just mm-hmm. over time, you know, recognizing it's taken some time to put these patterns into our lives, right? You know, I know for me, I, you know, I've had some patterns running for decades, right? So it takes yeah. time to reverse the pattern as well. So being loving and kind and patient with yourself as you transform that pattern into, you know, the more positive frame of mind, the more healing frame of mind, the more self-loving frame of mind. That makes sense? Uh Yes, thank you. Is there anything else you want to add? And thank you for sharing that. I know that's a difficult thing to share, um, but I can tell you that um, probably every single person on this call has been feeling the same thing. But thank you for sharing that. Um, Michelle uh, and Heike, I'll get to you in just one second. I just want to say a little thing about criticism, which is um, Louise always taught that criticism doesn't fix anything. And I remind myself of that all the time because uh, it's just so easy to fall into, you know, especially self-criticism. And she, she talks about how we been criticizing ourselves for the same thing for years, decades even. And has it helped? Has it worked? No, right? Not if we're still doing it. Not if we're still criticizing ourselves for it. So obviously the criticism does not work. So just changing that behavior and flipping it over into a place more of of self-love and self-acceptance and and adding in that mirror component if we need to and just really... uh, really connecting with our true selves, our true essence, our true spirit. Uh, Michelle, go ahead. 
Hi, are you there? Yep, I can hear you now. Um, well, this week I really had a really rough week because it was the anniversary of my partner's death. So that being said, it was more the fear of, I know that in myself, like my true self, I'm ready to kind of put it forward and move forward with it. But mm -hmm. I had that fear of, by me moving forward, does that mean that I'm forgetting him? And you know, not keeping his memory cherished. Um, but knowing that it is time, it's, you know, it's been a year of mourning, a couple years of mourning. And I think it's just time and just kind of working through everything and looking in the mirror and saying that you are, you can be loved again, and there's love out there to give. And if the more I can give out, the more that I feel is actually coming back to me. So it's been, it's been quite the week. And, you know, it's, finding a whole new life and a whole new, like I'm moving and it's kind of hard to find people in the midst of COVID to help you move. So really digging deep and, and doing this on my own and having to go through everything. Mm -hmm. And it's really been a life changing kind of a week. So it's that fear, that fear and anxiousness and being able to look at yourself and calm yourself down. Yes. So and thank you so much for sharing, you know, again, the personal details. Um, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I think that probably everyone on the call can really relate to grief. Um, I don't know what it's like to lose a partner. I've, I've lost my parents and I've lost a sister, but I don't know what it's like to lose a partner. And I know that that's probably a completely different feeling. But what I do know is that you can make the choice to still remember um, but to let go of the pain. And when we do this, when we decide, I have on April 28th is the anniversary of my father's death. So that's coming up in nine days. And I've already thought about it, how I want to make it a day where I just remember all of the really great things and forget about how sick he was and so on. And so I would encourage you to, you know, in the week, uh, you know, around the, your partner's passing, just remembering all of those really good times and, and you know, the, the smiling and the laughter. And, and you know what? Sometimes tears are going to come and that's okay too. That's part of the healing. And I think we often as human beings, we want to put a timeline on our grief. Um, we certainly don't want to be stuck in it, but we want to move through it. And so... I think you're doing an amazing job at what you're doing. You're aware of your emotions and you're moving, you're moving forward with your emotions, but you're not leaving him behind. So I congratulate you on that, Michelle. Thank you. Um, yeah, we sometimes like to use that pain as the griefing pain as punishment to ourselves instead of, you know, they, they didn't do that or they didn't pass away to punish us. So we shouldn't be punishing ourselves with the pain of it. Yes. It happened and it's time to work through it, not just leave it as a, a, a barrier for you to live your life now. Right. And connecting in meditation too, you know, with, um, you know, the people who have gone on before us who are now our spirit guides, really connecting with them and, and knowing that we are still as spiritual beings bonded. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Yeah. Have a wonderful Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Anyone else want to share about uh, different emotions that have been coming up? Heike, go ahead. <coughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, you know, I can 
be pretty good here. We have we're in our little bubble. Uh, it's Vancouver Island. We had incredible weather. We keep busy. I do my exercise, just like some of you said. But occasionally, and last night was an extreme case. Have anyone of you watched that concert uh, on TV, that music concert that was put together? We're all in this together. Beautiful music put together. And in between, people spoke like Michelle Obama and then the, um, the leader of the Wealth uh, Health Organization, World Health Organization. And they showed all these scenes in the United States and bigger cities of what's going on there. And all of a sudden, it hit me like, oh, I, I just was a puddle. Because here, I don't really see it, luckily. You know, like we're in a healthy bubble here still. But then I, I went through what... what, what these doctors must feel and the nurses that, you know, they're the last persons um, for many, many people that have died that they have seen and the families coming. And that hit me so bad. And that, uh, I don't know, you know, I can't take away the pain, but uh, I then it's hard for me to get out of that, of sadness. And if I keep talking, I start crying here. That is, that is yeah. hard for me. Yeah. You know what, though, Heike, I, I'm going to encourage you to just when those feelings hit, um, of compassion and empathy um, to stay with them, you know, and just let yourself feel them. And I know it's hard. Uh, I, I had a meltdown the other night and cried big, ugly tears, you know, like, <laughs> not the pretty crying at all. <laughs> and, uh, and it's okay, you know, to, to have those, but to know that you can make the choice to return to your happy place, right? And to be part of the positive vibration that is healing the world, be part of the love that is healing the world. And I do believe that our emotions, you know, what we put out there really does make a difference. And we can be a huge part of healing the planet by staying in that love vibration. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, really remembering everyone, but sending them, um, instead of getting caught in the anxiety and the fear of the situation, sending them love and healing energy. Yes. Michelle, go ahead. Hi, Key. Um, I just wanted to say something too, because I mean, I'm going to well up too, but I was actually with a doctor yesterday. He actually was one of the people helping me. And I was just like, you are working on the front lines. He's a cardiologist and a lung specialist in uh, Abbotsford, BC here in Canada. And it was seven o'clock and all of a sudden I'd heard everybody banging their pots and pans out the windows. And I turned to him, I'm like, that's for you guys. And he stood there and he said, you know what? He's like, you should see the hospitals at 7 PM when we, we know what time it is. Cause there's a vibration that goes through the hospital and it gives everybody this huge boost of energy. And he's like, sometimes we don't hear it. We don't look at our watches, but you can feel it. And he said, the patients feel it. The doctors, the nurses feel it. So when you do put out that that love energy, they are feeling it. I mean, it's just it was just kind of remarkable. I was like at seven seven p.m. and everybody's banging, and he's like, "We feel it when we're working." And so putting out that vibration, it really does help. Yeah. So let it's, let the tears out, but still be be joyful in them. Thanks. They're, they're working hard to try and help it. Good. And I'm and and I really appreciate you sharing that. And um, and I think there, you know, it's important that we recognize again. We're talking about emotions today. The difference between empathy and compassion, and fear and anxiety. 
just really putting ourselves, you know, into that, into that place where we are able to stay in a healthy environment with our thoughts, with our feelings, our behaviors, our emotions. Does anyone else want to share? So I'm going to talk a little bit more about resetting your negative emotions and beliefs. And uh, I'm going to share a story from my growing up years. So uh, I was I was a bit of a tomboy, um, and and I have a really adventurous spirit, and so I love to try new things. And because of that, I you know all through my growing up years and my high school years, and even you know in my twenties and um, just trying new things. But if I didn't love it, I quit it and tried something else, right? And um, so, you know, I might decide that I'm going to learn to play the trumpet. And then two weeks later, I might decide that I actually want to play the trombone. And so a message that I heard all through my childhood growing up and even into my 20s was, you never finish anything you start. You never finish anything you start. Just over and over and over again. And then eventually, I used that as a form of self-sabotage, right? So when I started doing something and the going got a little bit tough, I would just be like, oh, I'll just quit like I always do, right? I don't finish things, I start. I don't even know if it was on a conscious level that I was doing that, but I was definitely sabotaging myself, doing that exact same thing. And so because of that, you know, I really robbed myself from a lot of successes and for following through with things that I was truly interested in, truly wanted to do because I saw myself as someone who failed. Looking back now, I can tell you that I see the adventure, that I was always chasing adventure. But at the time, I saw myself as someone who fails. And so, you know, whether or not the belief was realistic or the belief was true, it was my belief. And so, you know, I had to do, I had to do the work to, to train myself to break that pattern. And uh, I was able to do so. And so now when I think about things, I don't have to attach that emotion anymore. I don't have to attach the emotion of fear of, fear of failure. I can just know that, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. If I find partway through I'm not enjoying it or my interest is, has changed or it's not serving me anymore, I can shift and it's okay. It does not make me a quitter. It does not make me a failure. It, does, it doesn't put, you know, my mother's voice in my ear anymore like it used to. But again, there was, this was a learned behavior that I had, and I had to practice to transform that feeling, uh, to transform the thoughts, which then transformed the feeling and the emotion, which then transformed the behavior. And so I uh, just wanted to share that with you as an example. Um, I have another example that I want to share with you that I think a lot of us will be able to relate to. So often, those of us who have draw, are drawn to heal your life work or you know any healing modality were people who really feel things deeply and so another example i have is a is, um a client of mine in business and um she was getting trampled over by her staff and you know she had these messages of you know i want everyone to like me i don't want to be mean i don't want to you know i'm scared to reprimand them and so on and so um, what happened is that 
it then produced this emotional response where she was even dreading going in to work in her own office because of what was happening in there, right? So once she learned to uh, recognize this behavior, right? And she learned that it is okay as a loving and caring person to still, you know, write a harsh email correcting a behavior. That's okay, right? It's totally okay to be able to be loving and gracious and kind people and still have our boundaries in place. And, you know, her programming was she had to always just be that way, to always just be the person who gave and gave and gave and not the person who set boundaries. And um, now she's developed into this amazing leader. And, you know, it's really beautiful to watch. And she still is that beautiful, caring, loving person. But she has changed the emotion, which again, has changed the behavior. So I think that's probably enough examples that you uh, are getting kind of where I'm going here. And, you know, just the self-care to our emotional state, whatever that emotional state happens to be at the moment. So for example, um, you know, what Heike was saying last night, her emotional state this morning, even as she starts to talk about her emotional state, um, you know, just the self-care around that, right? It's knowing it's okay to feel your feelings and, and it's okay to share them and it's okay to have them. And when you do recognize uh, what behaviors that it, you want to change, um, you know, I would encourage you to make a list and say, okay, you know, these are some areas that I'm identifying in my life. And it might not be a list that you can sit down and make, you know, in 30 minutes. It might be a list that, you know, you do over a month, right? Or two months um, where you're just identifying things that you would like to change in yourself. Like I identified my pattern of of quitting things. And um, and then just as you work through that behavior, um, making making yourself a bit of an accountability system where you are going to say, okay, this is how I am going to work through this. I am going to practice, you know, an affirmation around this. Uh, every day. I'm going to do this affirmation 10 times every day, you know, in the mirror, or I am going to visualize myself uh, with a different behavior. And just really learning to, to drop that emotion around it, making that simple contract with yourself that this is what I'm willing to do for myself to change this, this behavior and, again, and to raise my emotion, to raise my uh, vibrational scale, you know, going back to what we were talking about with Abraham's emotional scale. And, you know, ho- I hope that today has given you some tools that you can use to work through emotions and to support yourself. And also what's really important is to find that support from others, showing up on calls like this, you know, really connecting with your tribe, knowing that there are a kajillion loving uh, people out there who have a very similar mindset as you and let them support you, ask for help, do whatever it is you need to do to take care of you and know that you're not uh, changing because what you're doing is bad. You're changing because you're growing and just loving yourself through the process. I have um, a short meditation to do with you to end our webinar today. 
Uh, is there anyone who wanted to share before I go into that? Okay, so um, I'm going to go into that right away here. I just want to say I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next Sunday um, as well. We're going to talk about healthfulness next Sunday. So we're going to go back to talking about our health, uh, which I'm really excited about. There's there's so much to share on that topic um, as far as, you know, uh, our physical selves, our energy, and so on. And so for today, um, and for the people who are listening to this later, I, I just want to thank you for being here. And I'm going to ask you now just to get yourself as comfortable as you can. Just gently close your eyes and breathing deeply and easily. And today we're really going to focus our attention on our breathing. So some nice deep breath. Sometimes it's nice to breathe into a count of four and out to a count of six. So we can do that together, breathing in one, two, three, four, and exhaling five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're really fully exhaling when we do that. We can do it once more. Inhaling one, two, three, four. Exhaling five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And now, as you breathe in, thinking to yourself, I am. As you breathe out, thinking relaxed. Doing this several times. I am relaxed. I am relaxed. Let your shoulders and your jaw and your back relax and let go. And beginning at the top of your head, just move your consciousness slowly down through your body. You're scanning for any tension. Any place that you're feeling tension in your body, just pause and imagine breathing in relaxation to that part of your body and breathing out any tension to that part of your body. We're going to stay here for a few breaths. Any place that you feel tension, pause and imagine breathing in relaxation to that part of your body and breathing out the tension. Feel yourself becoming more and more relaxed, peaceful, and happy. Relaxed, peaceful, and happy. Returning to the thought, I am relaxed. 
And when you are ready, I just want you to think about how you were able to change the way you were feeling by just doing this short exercise. You are able to change your emotion. You're able to support yourself. And know that anytime during any day, you can take a moment and do this and just return your body to this state. I am relaxed. I am peaceful. I am happy. When you're ready, you can just open your eyes and just return your attention back to this call. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. So I just want to encourage you throughout the following week to continue to practice on with a meditation like that. Be kind to yourself. Be loving. Be supportive. Be aware of those emotions and always be reaching for the higher emotion, knowing that there is always room to grow. There's always room to love ourselves even more. Remembering to send love out to the entire planet, to healing every heart that is in this world, just to be sending love, that high frequency vibration. And again, I thank you for joining me today. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. Blessings. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Bye now. Thank you, Cecilia. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.